This is Josh Booty, and you're listening to Chasing Birdies, baby. All right, y'all out there listening, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Chasing Birdies. It's a holiday weekend. I feel it, man. I feel it. Mm -hmm. You feel it? Mm -hmm. I feel it. Labor Day weekend, football, hot dogs, pool parties, summer is over, not really. Here we are, bud. What's shaking, Mm -hmm. baby? Nothing. Um, This past weekend... Uh, we had our first college football bets of the year. I was thinking yeah. we should keep track of what we do for the year and actually see if this is worth our time. Yeah, I mean, I, like every year I, I... losses. Right. I think that's cool to try to keep track just so you have an idea. I tend to lose track after like week five. I just stopped doing it because there's really nothing for me to see anymore. My l- losing percentage far outweighs my winning percentage. And then at the end of the day, it's like... Whatever. But maybe it's one of those things like, all right, maybe we shouldn't bet and just take a trip. Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, anyways, I tend to like to weekend, do both. But This past weekend, we went one-on-one, or at least I went one-on-one with Notre Dame. And then I was feeling the Bobcats for some reason. Knew nothing about Bobcats or San Diego State, and we lost. So one-on-one for me. Yeah. No, same. I forgot that that game was even kicking off. I knew Notre Dame was earlier in the day, but um, that Ohio Bobcat game, I freaking, I jumped on it with you. We took an L, so that was a good start, and um, not a bad day. Tonight, though, all kinds of football going off tonight, I believe, yeah. Football. And obviously, this whole weekend. So, So last weekend, uh, fun, it was a fun weekend last weekend, the tour championship, it's a weird thing, man. Like, I was looking at the odds before. I threw 500 bucks on Ricky Fowler. He was, like, plus 7,500. So I was like, you know what? He's seven off the lead starting day one. I'll take a chance to win. It was, like, 40,000 or something. Maybe he gets hot, which he didn't. But the way they handicap that, I, I don't know if I really like it. Uh, um, I know that's what they do. But when you really think about it, it's like, well, I don't know. But it but, didn't really uh, matter this week. I, I'm kind of 50-50 on that because it's it's one of those things like it shows you've earned that. For Scheffler to have that, he's played so well all year to have that. Yeah. It's kind of cool in that sense. But at the same time, yeah, you, you're playing for $18 million as a winner. And there's somebody starting, some yo-yo starting eight shots ahead of me. That gives me no chance. Yeah. I'm basically paying yeah. playing to make $5 million. But I'm happy. I'm happy for Victor Havel, man. The guy, the kid, he can play. And he won last week. He won th- this week, the, the the big FedEx Cup. Insane. He's made probably about $22 million over the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Uh, 19 under on his own ball. I don't know what the fuck he finished at. 26 under, 25 under. But my God, was he playing good. He made that par putt on the 14th hole. I think it was 14th or 15th, one of those holes. It was like 23-footer. Curled it in. I was sitting there watching it with a piece of shrimp in my mouth, and my shrimp fell out when it went in because I was so excited. I'm like, this guy just freaking made it. I wanted to see Xander kind of close the gap a little bit, but at the end of the day, I like Hovland so much that I, it was awesome, man. My man's getting yeah. that ball rolling. Big Gerald's um, a big fan of uh, Hovland, so he's excited. I like Victor, though, because, you know, Big 12, Oklahoma State, he still Coach lives in Stillwater. Sean Kovich, yeah. Coach Kovich had some run-ins with him down there whenever um, him and uh, the other cat, Matthew Wolf, were playing at the Greenbrier. Spoke highly of Victor as a human being, and, and we can see that. So, And also, he's from Norway. When he talks, he doesn't really have an accent. So I feel like he's American, but I like that. Um, last weekend, though, I did get to peg it up. I didn't play much in August. This whole month, I played... Four times the whole month of August. But uh, I played down at Pete Dye on, on Sunday with Brandon Katzif, Michael George, and Matt George. And I thought it was going to be me and B-Cats versus the brothers. But in all reality, it was the neighbors versus me and Matt. So the neighbors rolled in behind me and walked into the pro shop. And they didn't know who they were, which is a great story. But... Um, Get out there, 
me and Matt are in the cart together. So we're like, we're just playing carts and and B Cats and Muscle said, Yeah, let's just play cards. So it was the neighbors versus me and Matt. It was a pretty good match for seven holes. Uh we were losing. And then we ended up flipping it on eight and nine. Won two ways on the front and absolutely demolished them on the back nine, boys. Really? Uh so B B Cats and Muscles, it was a lot of fun, boys. Uh, I know we struggled. The greens at Pete died, the course is in really good shape other than the speed of the greens um they probably i'm not kidding we're running at a six i don't know what they're doing the temperatures are beautiful for growing you can cut them low you can roll them but for whatever reason um it's like you know putting on some carpet there but i'm sure in the fall they'll get them back but it was a lot of fun uh (laughs) so did you you didn't golf i know or did you? No, I did not golf. I was supposed no, to play Whisper Rock on Sunday, and uh, it was 115 degrees in in Scottsdale, Arizona. So we axed that. I, dude, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so hot here. It was. I landed. It was 10 a.m. and it was 91 degrees. It's insane. Oh my god. So uh, they've had a little run on it here with the temperature. So we decided to go the other way. But I'm supposed to play some golf today. And um, I don't know when I really play golf after this, so we'll see. We're kind of in the thick of it right now for work. So, well, September kicks off my Oregon month. I'll be I'll be in Oregon for a couple of days. What ten? This days? weekend though, man. No, probably just seven. Um, I'm gonna join Ian and his group over at Bandon, so I'm gonna fly to Bandon. I'm gonna play mm-hmm. golf in Bandon for three days: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I'm going to drive the pronghorn. I'm going to meet Mr. Steve Peering over there in pronghorn. And I'm going to play golf there Saturday, Sunday. Fantastic. And, Monday, and scoot awesome. back Tuesday, bud. But this weekend I'm really looking forward to. I know you, I don't know if you have a West Virginia shirt on right now or not, but Saturday night is the West Virginia Penn State game. Prime time. You do have a West Virginia shirt on. I like it. Uh, definitely rooting for the Mounties. Although I don't think they have a chance, but you never know. The quarterback Penn plus State 19? is Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I might wake up Saturday morning with a wild hair and find myself in State College at about 6.30, walking in for kickoff at 7.30. <laughs> you never know. It could happen. Football, though, is back. Golf is winding down for the professionals, maybe. Ryder Cup's coming up. Fall golf's in the air. But our mm-hmm. guest today, Josh Booty. I mean, tell us a little bit about Josh, bud, because you, you were the one that kind of introduced Josh to us and – uh well, I was introduced to Josh about three weeks ago at Old Hick whenever we were over there celebrating uh, Cole Taylor's number one hit. And he was there. We were just chit-chatting. And Cole told me that we need to have him on the episode. He's got some cool stories. And he also played Major League Baseball and the NFL. So he played for the Florida Marlins, got drafted, and then he played for the Cleveland Browns. Um, got drafted by them, and it played at LSU. So go mm. Tigers, but go Tigers, G-E-A-U-X. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a name like Booty, I just looked up his, his nephews on Instagram. General Booty is his nephew's name. It's hysterical. Awesome name. Yeah. He's up at Oklahoma as a quarterback. So, um, But he had some good stories. I love the Tiger Woods story with, with Josh Booty. Yeah, man. It was fun talking to him. Obviously, my man's into a lot of things, as you guys will hear on the episode. But uh, let's roll this bad boy right over here to Josh Booty on Jason Birdie. Get your booty over there. Get it. All right, y'all out there. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Chasing Birdies. We are joined today by a man who has accomplished a whole hell of a lot in his life. I don't even know where to start, Josh. <laughs> Josh Booty. Uh, you know, you look at your LinkedIn, you look at what you've done in life, man, and you have Chase Birdies all over the place, my man. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Man, today. I appreciate you guys having me. When I found out I was coming on, I was pumped, brother. I mean, my whole life is about chasing birdies, and that's for real. You know, <laughs> whether it's been yeah. you know, trying to make a putt uh after a nice little, you know, shot onto the green or you know, I guess with the uh, with the ladies. I mean, I'm still single, you know, so I'm chasing birdies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeters. 
with that last name, man, you could have some fun with it. Josh Booty, you could be like booty my, call, Josh Booty call. What up? My my nephew. It's my, always a it's always a booty call. That's right? right, man. I need to I needed my own booty call show at night. I'd have to keep it a little G rated, maybe. But um, you know, my nephew, my nephew's <laughs> at Oklahoma, and he's a backup quarterback. He's a redshirt freshman, but his NIL is going through the roof. He's the top NIL guy or girl at University of Oklahoma, but his name is General Booty. And when you think about that name, that's a little bit even better than Josh Booty. I mean, General Booty, I mean, come on, dude. You better be a badass. Right. Golly. (laughs) General General Booty. Booty. That's right. GB. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's that's taking it deep there, man. Well, I met my man Josh here at uh, Old Hick. That's right. A couple weeks ago. So uh, through Cole Taylor, I was snoozing in his house, woke me up, went over for a couple drinks. His song just got number one. Had a couple more drinks, a couple more, and then um, listened to the boys out back play the guitar. Dude, that plays. Dude, is that like what a vibe. epic? I mean, epic, dude. I mean, that's where Nashville, the real, I guess, the roots of Nashville right now are like, it's all old hickory. Steve Smith, the honky-tonk godfather, the guy that owns all the bars on Broadway, that's his golf club, and what he's created there is like this, the coolest vibe ever, and Jonathan knows. I mean, he was there to experience, you know, you, you could walk outside and see Morgan Wallen coming up 18. You see John Daly, you know, playing. John Daly likes to sing as much as he loves to golf nowadays, He but, but man, he still plays great golf. I played with him a month ago. He shot 66, no bogeys, six birdies, and I'm like, Dude, he, his swing is silk. Um, I'm actually playing Jonathan in the in the member guest with him next year. Uh, it's Father's Day weekend, so I'm super pumped because I've not ever played uh, you know any kind of tournament golf there at, at Old Hickory. But what a fucking place that place is! I'm well, telling I'll, you, I'll be seeing you there. My man Ray Fulcher asked me. Oh, to be his dude, that's gonna be a blast! <laughs> uh, 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 what hey, are you doing listen. that weekend, bud? Well, I'll be here, bud. All right. But listen, let me tell you something, Josh. I know you got friends out there and places all over the place. And, you know, you hear the term America's guest. Uh, and Jonathan is a walking America's guest. My man, I, he's like, hey, bud, I got to call. I'm, I got to go to Whisper Rock. I got to go down the Grove 24. Tough life. Tough life. I'm going to do it, Josh. Sounds like somebody's a little bitter. I'm not bitter. I ain't bitter. Yeah, right. I'm happy for you, bud. I'm just trying to make light of the situation, but I'll be up here, uh, you know. But it is Old Hick is a it's a fun spot. I got to play there a couple of years ago, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was remarkable. It sure. is Nashville's grown like crazy, as y'all know, and so like, and everything's kind of gone that direction. It's the cool it's the cool part of town now, and these mm-hmm. you know all these guys like Cole Taylor and Tyler Reeve, and you know these Nashville guys that are you know I guess up and comers and have have. It now, you know, have great networks. I mean, they're all out there, and it's the fun place. And it, the golf course is okay. It's not unbelievable. But, I mean, it's the people that you you get to hang with. The bar's open all night. It's the, it's like a social gathering, dude, of who's who in Nashville yeah. now. Well, what about the go- other golf course Steve's opening? Honky Tonk National, yeah. it's called? Yeah. Have you played it? I have, it? man. I played it with him. Him and Daly. That's when Daly shot the 66 I mentioned. We were – we were out there at Honky Tonk National, and, and really, I think Cole played it last week or this week. I don't know, but, but you know, just a phenomenal place. It was a golf course that was there, this old country course that he is now putting some money into, and this thing is phenomenal. John Daly's going to have – he's designed a few of the holes or redone a few of the holes, and that's what they're kind of in the middle of doing. But the fairways are great. The greens are great. There's 47 home lots on the lake. I mean – uh, my boy John Eldridge is going to be building homes out there. I I have a membership to the golf club now, which is, which is awesome. I'm I'm pumped about it, man. It's an hour outside of Nashville, though, so you know it's 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 kind of destination golf, you know, if you will. You you know, it, it's like okay, let's go out in Nashville a couple nights and then go play golf and or go play golf first, then go out because I mean it's just the back and forth is a little a lot. But I know they're going to be doing like this huge pickleball situation out there. He's going to have a helipad so these these celebrities can come in and play. And dude, it's out in the middle of nowhere on the lake. It's beautiful. It's got a lot of a lot of upside to it for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds dope. Um, 
You you grew up in Louisiana. Yeah. Went to LSU. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Shreveport, Louisiana. Man, I my family's still there. I've got three little brothers. One's in in South Florida, in Miami, with me. Two are in Orange County, California. I moved to, to Florida when COVID hit, but my parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, we all grew up there in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, actually, I played Old Hickory last time I was out there, Jonathan, with Cole, but he had uh, you know Jordan Davis, Jacob Davis, like the Davis boys who or, you know, uh, singer-songwriter and a musician uh, from Shreveport. Um, so there's a little local connection there. But Shreveport's the home of, uh, I'm trying to think, Terry Bradshaw. You know, Robert yeah, Chief. I mean, we've had some great athletes come through there. And my, my dad was a high school football coach for a long time. We made a, a big mark there, um, me and my family. And, uh, you know, I have twin boys. They're 18. They're seniors. They're playing for the exact same high school I went to, Evangel Christian. That's a – he, one of them's a quarterback, one of them's a receiver. I'll be at their first game next week. Uh, they start their high school season. But it's just, you know, it's Friday Night Lights. It's Southern, you know, it's I-20, Southern Baptist, you know, the whole thing down there in the South, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. But, that is yeah, Shreveport, Louisiana. Was that always your destination to, to play? Co- well, you played college baseball, right, and football. I played pro baseball. So was that all? Yeah, I played pro baseball. Pro I didn't baseball. play at LSU. I played pro baseball out of high school and then went back and played college football. So I caught I caught them both. Um, but, yeah, my, my goal was to always play. You know, during my high school years, LSU was very, very good. Skip Burton was this legendary baseball coach. They had just won a national championship in 91 and 93, my my seat kind of during my senior year or junior year of high school and so when they recruited me i was like dude i'm gonna go play baseball for the tigers i'm gonna also go over and play quarterback um like i said my dad was a, a football coach so football and baseball i was like 50 50 guy i wasn't i didn't know which one i liked best i just was trying to try my best to do good at both well you know like we always say anyone that makes it to the professional level they got something in them. <laughs> i don't care what it i don't care what you play how long you play the fact of the matter is i mean you played in the mlb and you played in the nfl longer nfl career though yeah yeah i mean in, in major league baseball i was up and down like three times i started opening day in 98 for the marlins um i was a first round pick which was cool in football uh i was a six round pick i was uh, you know i i had I had a real rough go my first year at LSU. We weren't very good as a team. The coach got fired. Saban came in my second year. Uh, Jimbo Fisher was my offensive coordinator. We had great defensive staff. Started recruiting players, and we were Sheesh. we were like nine and three. And I actually got uh, honored uh, as all conference, like all SEC quarterback. And I'm like, you know what? I'm because I had played pro baseball. I I, I jumped and jumped back to college football. I was a little older. I was like 24, kind of like Stetson Bennett. You know, I was a little older. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to the pros because yeah. I'll be 25. Another group of 18 year old kids come in. I'd already played pro baseball, so I, I jumped around. My, to be honest with you, my whole goal in life was to be the first ever quarterback to play two pro sports at the same time. And because Dion was my hero, I guess, or Bo, you know, those guys were the, the those guys are still the the uh kind of like the the linchpins of of dual sport guys but uh quarterback it's just hard because you got to be there all the time you can't just walk into the building you got to there's so much that goes into being a quarterback and Mm -hmm. and so it never really happened that way i I, it kind of was segmented um but um that was my goal growing up i was going to show the world i could do it and be like bo jackson except a quarterback and it's just impossible. No one's ever done it. You know, a couple of people have played both sports, but never at the same time at that quarterback position. Yeah, I couldn't imagine Joe Burrow going out and trying to play baseball. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's impossible because you got to be there. If you're not, you know, it's, there's so much that goes into many camps and off-season conditioning and learning an offense and spending time with the team and the camaraderie. I mean, I the, 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 the only person that, maybe potentially could pull it off as a guy that with extreme uh, speed at the quarterback position and was like a running guy, like a, a maybe a Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick if they were baseball guys. I mean, I just mm-hmm. don't see – if they were just extreme athletes running with the ball, you know, I just think as a quarterback, if you're, if you're trying to learn how to – you know, the receivers and understand everything that you want to do to become a pure passer in the league, there's no way you could pull it off because you got to be there – working on timing and rhythm and, and the offense. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be done one day. Well, I mean, and your brother, John, 
played at USC. Yeah. Two national was, championships he quarterbacked. And then he went off to the NFL. So <laughs> the old booty brother. That's all we had okay. growing up. I said Shreveport, man. There wasn't nothing there, bro. You know? <laughs> there yeah, there's about it's six casinos, casino right but they hey, they don't they only take your money. I'm mean, I'm telling you what, I've been up there a lot and I'm like, God, what am I doing? You know? Yeah, they fun. always yeah. So what are you doing now? So yeah. you got you know, you got Beulah Technologies, uh, Big Dreams Adventures, yeah. Big Dreams Ventures. Yeah. I mean, so are you still in the sports world to some degree? I am. I've got, um, I've got several things that I'm involved in. Um, I'm involved in some media stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm signing a contract actually this week with a company called Rated Red, uh, which has a, it's a media company out of Nashville. I'm going to do a lot of sports content and culture content for them. I have my own podcast, Win the Weekend, that will start back the first week of football. And maybe I'll incorporate those two. I'm also working on a huge uh, sports facility with a healthcare component in Scottsdale called A7 with the Mayo Clinic and Dr. Andrews. And we've got Louisville Slugger involved, LA Golf involved, some cool companies that are going to lease space from us um it's a 14 acre facility fields and just awesome thing that we're doing and then yeah my company bula is where my most of my attention's at but big dreams ventures you, you mentioned that is a company where i consult for companies so I've, I've done a lot of networking for companies in the past and i still do yeah you gotta yeah T- explain the bula to him because yeah. you and i were talking about this at old hick and it is a really, really cool concept, and I like to gamble, not as much as uh, my counterpart, but um, he, I yeah, think Yeah, so really Ryan, cool what it is, is uh, we want to become the first ever peer-to-peer social gambling app. So you think of uh, like a social call to action, so taking social to the next level. So we're trying to create like TikTok and Venmo combined, so we, there's a banking component to the end of it, which... You can memorialize a challenge, a dare, a wager in 10 or 15 seconds for the whole world to see. So like when you post on Instagram, it goes up on your Instagram story and and everybody that follows you sees it. Um, That's kind of what we're trying to create uh, in a sense is that, so say me and Jonathan post a bet on the golf course or, you know, I bet you he can't smoke five cigars tonight or whatever. It could be either. I bet you he can't get the girl's number at the bar or I bet you I'll beat you in a video game or it could be absolutely anything. It's blank canvas betting. No, there's no bookie. There's just transaction fees. So it's 100 to 100 minus the transaction fees. No juice. Uh, bet on yourself, you know, create action, make life fun, make life exciting. So you get on, create a profile. You can bring all your friends on contacts and you start making bets. Uh, and it could be on any, like I said, anything. It'd be like, who's going to not, who's going to be the first one to back out of a bachelor party for a hundred bucks. Everybody put their money in, put your money where your mouth is and everybody sees it. And then they're held accountable. Uh, so we want to do corporate and charity uh, promotions and partnerships where we get huge corporations doing challenges and stuff with their clients or their employees or their um, customers and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, this ice bucket challenge, 17 million people did it. Not everybody wrote a check to ALS, less than 1%. We could do a huge corporate uh, charity challenge on our platform and everybody that, that says, okay, they accept the challenge as there's a monetary component built into it where a dollar or $5 or whatever you want it to be, it, it you know, dominoes uh, monetarily. So it's it's multifaceted. The first facet is the social uh, social peer-to-peer gambling app, and we'll be able to advertise on it and do some fun things and get influencers doing it and stuff like that. So that that's really, I mean, that's really outside the box. In, no one's in, ever been able to do it. <laughs> no one's ever ah, figured yeah. out how to do it. I think that's the next big thing in gambling is peer-to-peer, right? It's like I would rather, like if I think LSU is going to beat Bama, or LSU is going to beat well, whoever. They play Florida State week one in Orlando. I'd rather bet my buddy who thinks Florida State's going to win 100 or 1,000 or 10 bucks on that because I can talk shit and everybody sees it rather than betting with some computer that no one looks at. So I can't brag on my content. I can create content based around who I think is going to win, and I can show people. It's like if I'm a good Madden player and I want to create like a, a name for myself playing Madden, It'll have data behind it, how many wins, losses, money won, money losses. We're going to have tokens for under 17-year-old kids because they can't play for money. It'll be the Dave & Buster's model where they could purchase retail items. So there's some stuff like that coming next, Next, uh, you know, like point 
whatever, 2.0 or whatever, 1.2, 2.0, something like that. But I think that's – you get it. I mean, that's the gist of it. This would be Mm. awesome. You set your bet before you – because you, yeah. because you have individual matches, you, and, and you always yeah. just play the match, right? Just for points. But we all step on a team. And we say, oh, okay, every person throw a hundred bucks in for this match. Winner takes it. All of a sudden, that match now maybe well, everybody a can bit see it. It's not there. So if you and I are playing golf and we're on the first tee and we make a bet, and I say, I bet you can't break seventy two today or par today, uh, and you accept it. Well, everybody sees it. Well, Ryan might see it right in the next 10 minutes and go dude i bet you won't shoot 72 either for 100 so he can now dom- it can domino or he can piggyback bet a bet okay so you yeah can have so other they'll people see it and then they'll go dude they'll bet. throw you out another bet so he could be sitting in his office it's video to video and go jonathan i bet you won't shoot 72 either bitch for for another hundred you know what i'm saying and i think that's what <laughs> that's what's fun about it is that it's just it's on a it's in a social environment. No one's ever put betting in a social environment where it's blank canvas with no bookie. It's like hitting it's hitting several different things that no one's ever done. Um, so it's all a marketing play for us, you know. And it's gonna be a lot. It'll be a lot of fun to see where this thing goes because we don't know where it's gonna go. We're just building the the you know the the technology where it can handle betting. Do you have to have your phone out the whole time you're playing the match, or no? No, you create the bet and then it and it goes on to your like story, and so it's, okay. it's on a feed, uh, just like you know, like if you go down like TikTok, Venmo. you'll see the different. And if yeah. you go right and left, you'll see the videos that are created off of that one bet. But then you you go down and you see like the different bets your friends are making. So. It, eventually they'll be they'll be it's going to be multifaceted in a, in a real way where that's, the that's algorithms really cool. will see like if you're betting out the lakers or you're betting uh on golf then you'll see a lot of different things that are happening golf wise underneath all your friends bets so it's just the algorithm will start showing up like okay well we know and we'll get the data so we'll know okay you're betting and MGM and FanDuel, they all want that data, right? And this is a niche. This is going to be a niche for them. I think they're going to come after us pretty quick or Penn Gaming or, or Tipico, a German company. I think we're trying to create something where we get two or 300,000 people on there and then partner with a company that has the rights to, uh, to gamble on pro sports worldwide. And then we'll just blow the thing up where you get like a Bula Plus and now you can bet, you know, NFL games on and stuff like that. But – initially it's just peer to peer that's cool man yeah that's that's gonna be fun to watch that thing launch yeah well, i appreciate it. you have any you have any target date or when yeah late october early november um we want to launch oh, so here this in, is... yeah it's soon it's soon um you know i've i've we've raised pretty decent money friends and family three yeah. million bucks and and all seed money and we built the tech we've got two or three amazing uh influencers and we've got a, you know a team of of people that are really helping us a guy that was head of monetization strategies at twitter a guy that really ushered in uh e-gaming uh compliance in new jersey at the very beginning of this movement uh both investors both advisors um just some good people that kind of you know show us how this thing is done because i've never been in the app space or tech space or gambling space but we knew what we wanted to create we just had to build the right right team yeah that's all i mean just right there people i mean you you got an idea you run with it man like what josh is doing that's that's it the only thing holding you back is 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 the time and effort that you can spend on it you know it really yeah and the money i mean you got it like we've raised money because we've had to but yeah i mean from a business perspective and that's what i do every day and i don't want to be long-winded but dude you can go if you got it if you have something good that you want to bring to the to the public or bring to the people i mean it it, it ain't no easy road brother and that or everyone would be doing it but you got to do it if you yeah. want to do it because you're chasing you're chasing birdies yeah. i mean we're all chasing you're right? right on on the course off the course now, you just mentioned Steve Smith, for, for those that don't know, he owns, uh, what would you say, half of Broadway, yeah. maybe more? Yeah, all uh, the big boys the guys, club, all the big boy yeah. bars, so the old, old Tootsies, yeah. Kid Rock. All, all, Kid Rock. Um, and I've heard many stories about this guy from, from our mutual friends. Uh, what the hell is it like playing golf with Steve Smith and John Daly 
at Honky Tonk National. <laughs> well, you know, Steve, his game is not nearly as good as John's, but he is just a grinder. You know, I mean, he he gets it around. He loves the game. He loves to be outside. He loves boys club, you know, stuff. I mean, the guy makes a fortune, right? I mean, I don't know exactly what he's making, but it's a fortune. I mean, I'm talking about – you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. And, and, um, the guy is just a, he's just a gentleman, man. But he's, he's old school. Like he's a, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's, I mean, he's a redneck. So, but, but I mean, I am too, to a certain extent. I mean, Louisiana boy, you know, I'm a, you know, that's how I think Daly's the same way. He kind of, he's like a John Daly guy. He is, I mean, he, you know, him and Kid Rock are best buddies. Him and Daly are best buddies. I mean, he opened up Kid Rock's bar and wanted to use his name and pays him, uh, you know, for for that. I mean, he's just an entrepreneur, man, who hit Nashville, you know, 25 years ago, and now Nashville's become the hottest city in the the U.S. for probably entertainment. I mean, it's definitely taken over Austin and Scottsdale and other cities that are kind of in the same you know, mold. I mean, you, L.A. And, and Miami and New York are, are a little different, of course, because they're coastal and New York's New York. But in the, in the middle of the city, Nashville's the greatest town on earth, and he really is the guy. He's the top dude there, and so he's he's influential. What's his money games like with you guys? Out oh, there dude, we were playing for like $100 a hole. So it's something, but it's not massive. You know, right. he's like yeah. – and what we did was we played – two fivesomes and it, no one's on that course yet honky tonk so it's like it's no one's out there you know he's developing it it looks amazing he wanted us to come out and see it i was fortunate enough because i was going to play golf with daily that day and daily wanted to change it from old hick to honky tonk so we go out there and we drove out there an hour and we played five versus five and it was a hundred dollars a man per hole and we played a nine hole match and then we ended up playing 27 holes because it was so much fun I think a hundred dollars or I don't even know what I think it was only a hundred dollars at the end where there was you know it's kind of like a match play deal with five on five and and so it was pretty evenly uh match there was no big money uh you know won or lost but he's just a fun guy I mean you could tell he's into every shot you know hoping hoping for the best because you know in, in a in a best ball it was the best ball we did for the night last nine holes he goes we're gonna play a scramble and we're all like okay it was his place I mean we're gonna we want to do it with him and it was fun that, that's the thing like when we were at old hick uh daily's out back we we didn't talk golf one bit. <laughs> All he wanted to do was play music, smoke cigars, and drink some of his good boy vodka. Like it's so funny to see somebody that's the best at what they do so into somebody else's profession and he's doing it too. So I mean Daly is a wild, wild man. Like in a good, in way. A good way. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's got the best heart in the world. Everybody loves him. You know, he plays his role, which is he's great at it. I mean, you saw it. He's great with people. He wants to make people laugh. Now he's such a character. I think his he's grown since the social media era, really, the last five years. I mean, just because people, you know, it's like the dude perfect or jackass or barstool. It's like these guys have grown into these these big, big media companies and different things that they're doing. I mean, John is his own brand, but he is he's utilized a lot of this to his advantage and you know, I think he's his, he's probably top three golf influencers, male golf influencers out there. And what, Tiger and Rory maybe, or I don't even know. I mean, there's only a couple that you could compare to him just because he's so freaking fun, you know. And people want to say, what the hell is he doing next, you know. And But he, he enjoys that because that's who he is. Well, it, it's, it's kind of a way for him to keep his relevancy. Yeah, 100%. You know? And he like, wants that. He doesn't want to go – unnoticed i mean daily daily no. right i mean he's the big guy that hit the bombs his whole life 300 yard yep. drives i mean that's a guy that show you know is a show off right and he is i mean so now how's he gonna do that he's gonna freaking do some funny stuff and take advantage of you know of his notoriety and he's still an unbelievable golfer but he's a part of bula which we're excited about um you know that'll be good for us do you ever uh keep in touch with nick saban a little bit, not near as much as daily. Um, you know, Saban is the kind of guy that it's it's he's hard to really 
you know, get time with. He's so busy and been yeah. 20 years, 23 years since I played for him. And yeah, he's, I think two years ago, he set me up with some tickets to a home game, SEC championship three or four years ago. I saw him probably four or five years ago before COVID. I went through Tuscaloosa and I got a chance to go into the office and talk with him for 10 minutes. You know, he's just super busy guy. And, you know, he don't even have time for to go to the White House. You know, he he just you know, he's that that type of guy. He's military. He's by the 15 minutes. You know, everything is by the book, and it's hard to catch him. But he's when you do catch him, he is genuine, as good as gold. He just he's thinking about the next move and how he makes his team better, and that's why he's the best. He I called him yeah. maybe three years ago, and I was going through Tuscaloosa from Birmingham to Destin, Florida, to, with some buddies and. And I called his secretary. Said, "Is coach around?" She's like, "Honey," and she was at LSU when we were there. She, "Honey, he's going to be in five states today recruiting. He left at five this morning. He's just a maniac. He doesn't require sleep, and he's an animal." <laughs> yeah, he's he's the best. That's man. He's the best. He is he's the Bill Belichick of college football. Yeah, he's he's calculated that though. He sense. thinks about every little thing. I mean, I think the best of the best, right, in terms of whether you're a military strategist or 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 a football coach or whatever you like you have to think about every little thing or, or the little things are what gets you beat right he'll tell you there's four or five and, and good coaches will tell you there's four or five plays in the course of a game that determine really whether you win or lose 80 percent of all nfl games come down to the last possession they do it's, it's seven points or less you look at all the lines and the, the vegas odds whatever they're all less than seven except for a couple they all come down within a possession. And it seems like teams that are behind, they come fighting back. Teams that are ahead, it's hard to keep the lead. I mean, because it's just – it's so even, right? And so I think what he is – he's coaching college like he's in the pros. Every little freaking thing matters, you know. So that's why he always catches these little advantages uh, throughout a contest that make him – and he recruits better than everybody else. I mean, through the years, he's, he's doing the deal. I can't imagine. I mean, the whole people, all the people that you run around with, uh, you got to have some good, fun <laughs> I've, golf I've got stories several. for us. I mean, I don't know. I think back about some of these. I mean, I, you know, I, Hal Sutton, David Toms is my mom's first cousin. So I grew up with Toms in Shreveport. And, and of course, Toms is top 20 money list winners of all time. I don't know recently because all the money these guys are making the last five years. But, but um, you know, I grew up with Toms, and we would go to Thanksgiving or Christmas. And David, he was he's like four or five years older than me. And he would always want me and my brother to go hit balls with him at the range. And we're like, dude, we're football and baseball guys. We're like, dude, golf is for – you know, girls, bro. Golf is for girls. Like, this is when we were little kids. This is when I'm like 12, 15 years old, and he's 18. He's going to LSU. You know, he's about to go. He's the number one guy at LSU. He's the one coming home telling us we should go hit balls. And my dad never played golf, so we were just thinking, dude, that was for, you know, wussies is what we said. The golf was for wussies. And I'm like, dude, if I would have gone to the range with him when I was little, when I was 12, oh. dude, I, I might be – uh, in the you know PGA Tour right now, and I wouldn't have had to go through the baseball and football stuff. <laughs> but that's kind of you know that's 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 how we grew up. We didn't play golf. My dad didn't, and I wish I did. And that's a lot of people you know nowadays. God, golly, I could play golf the rest of my life. Why didn't I play that growing up? You know. Yeah, I think, and that was obviously pre-Tiger. Yep, I would think. it was. It and... was Tiger. I got a good story about Tiger, so you're gonna like this. My senior year. I was All-American in football and baseball, and I was up for this Dial Award, which is like the Scholastic Sports America High School, whatever, Athlete of the Year, Scholar, like Student Athlete of the Year, right? It's like almost like the – I don't know what they call the, the NCAA person that gets that. It's like the Heisman, but it's for Scholar Athletes. They do one for high school. It was called the Dial Award. I was up for it. So I – I get this call. My dad gets it. And he goes, your son's up top three for Dial Award winners, whatever. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to win that. I was USA Today Player of the Year in football, and I was All-American Baseball. I'm like, there's no one that, that's going to win that over me. There's just no way. I'm going to win that, Dad. Don't worry about it. You know, being cocky, being a cocky 18-year-old like an idiot. And 
they call back like a week later and they go, your son plays second in the dollar. I'm like, who the heck beat me? And they go, Tiger Woods won the dollar. We graduated the same year. They go, this guy, Tiger, my dad goes, who is this guy, Tiger Woods? Like he's a golfer guy, he beats you, dude. Like you, you're not the best athlete and the scholar athlete in the country. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And then like three years later, he's winning the masters and everything. I'm like, no wonder. <laughs> That's funny. That's so I got funny. beat out of that thing to Tiger, and I'm like, dang, that's unbelievable. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, he he changed the scape a little Dude. bit, but that is fun. I've been to a that's lot a of sporting story. events, as you guys probably, <laughs> and I mean, there is nothing, uh, nothing I've ever been to that is remotely close to watching Tiger on Sunday in a major, walking down the fairways, and the and the crowd just. You know, just the buzz, the buzz chasing, chasing birdies. Chasing I mean, the buzz, and then when he course. gets to the green and he walks around his putt, everything goes silent, you know, and then if he hits it, I mean, it's just like Jesus is walking, first of all. Everybody's just giving him reverence, and then the place goes nuts. I'm like, I've never been a part of any sporting event that's just one man doing that to a crowd. I'm just – I was – I was – blown away blown yeah and it's you know for us avid golfers and golf fans i mean there you you can you you can definitely say that the chapter has the, the page has been turned that whole era i mean we may never see him in a majors again other than maybe the masters and the fact that he won four years ago is incredible but it's it's over man i mean do i think he could win again mm. under the right circumstances he probably can <laughs> but hey, the odds are against him it's I mean, over nobody man. else is playing it's over it's it's a and who the fuck knows what's gonna happen now with all this shit but it, which, we got this new but what who would have thought he would have won a master's that, that was the most what, incredible three years that ago, was my favorite four one years ago that was my favorite one that that's insane unbelievable the guy is He's the goat of goats. If you put us, put him at. A, I'm sitting here at a boardroom table. If you put the goats at the table, I think, he, I, I think he sits who's at the, your, at the top. I mean, I think Brady's more. is hard. I think what Brady did was hard. I've got arguments. I've done this. I've done this a lot. I've got arguments. I think Brady because you have to be healthy as a team. You have to be really good on both phases and special teams of of, of the game. But what he was able to do and go to 10 Super Bowls, that's just incredible. That's half of his career. He was in the Super Bowl in the hardest sport where health is so uh, fickle. Uh, I think what Jordan did was six wins and, and no losses in finals. Never went to game seven. Played two years of minor league baseball. Probably could have won eight. Uh, I mean, and Tiger Woods. I mean, because he, he completely – I mean, they Tiger-proved the game. I mean, he's just – he's epic. And his consecutive cuts made streak. I mean, those are the three the three guys at the table at the very head. Now, I, I think guys like Usain Bolt, uh, who's the fastest man to ever live, is unbelievable. And maybe maybe a, a Jim Thorpe. This guy Otani is unbelievable in Anaheim with the baseball, and he's Babe Ruth esque in a oh, day. Yeah. I mean, that guy. the guy's incredible. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll see anybody better than Tiger Woods. Be, you know, if he doesn't have the relationship problems and all the crap that y'all probably talk about all the time because you talk golf, he, you know, he just probably obliterates everything. But he t- he said one thing that that I always think about. Uh, a couple years ago, he said, "If I had one thing to redo in my life, I I would have not." And you would think it'd be something with relationship or something. He would. He said, "I would not have ran on concrete." in my 30s for 10 years he goes because my knees are shot and my back and my ankles and all this stuff he goes i would have stayed off concrete in my 30s because he always liked to run right he'd run on pavement he goes it really took a toll on my legs and i think about the old players playing on the old hard turf in the 70s and 80s like andre dawson it took years off their career in baseball or football because they played on that hard turf well him running on concrete was stupid you know he just Mm -hmm. didn't know better I feel bad for Tiger. <laughs> that does. damn booty gets in the it way does. of everything. It does. That's for sure. You know, he, you're right. Oh, you're right. That's what he told what Justin Thomas. He said, listen, he said, marriage will, marriage is going to kill your golf game, man. And it, it has so far. 
<laughs> yeah, my man did not have a good year. Um, I know we got to cut it here in a, in a few, but where do you play? You live in Miami now, so where are you playing? I play right? Miami Beach Golf Club, which is three blocks away, and I play Doral some because it's you know ten minutes, twenty minutes away from the house. So I'm sure I'm sure you have no distractions when you're at Miami Beach Dude, Golf Club. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I wish I would have played in DJ College deal. I saw that. And I'm like, dude, why? I need to get invited to that one day. I need to call an old agent up to try to get that done. No. That might never happen, but I played in DJ Irie, who's a Miami, you know, slash Vegas DJ that has a – he's, you know, he's awesome. I play in his golf tournament every year, and it's a who's who, too. It's fun as heck. But that the course is really good. I mean, people go, Mike, needs yeah. golf club. Never heard of it. Unless you've been down there and played it, it's actually very tough from the back tees. There's a lot of water, sand. I mean, it's a real test. So, you know, it's semi-private. There's a lot of public golfers out there, but it's it, when you're in South Beach, it's a bubble. And so it's hard to yeah. get out, you know, and traffic's bad. Miami's gotten crazy. I don't know if I'm going to live there much longer, to be honest with you. It's just it's gotten so nuts, but it, but it is fun. I mean, I freaking love it. Yeah, that's uh, the, the antithesis of Morgantown, West Virginia, Same. where I live. Same. Uh, <laughs> it's... I want to get up there for a West Virginia game. And I told Jonathan, Nico Marchial is a buddy of mine that's one of the quarterbacks there. And Coach Noel Mazzoni, who I do win the weekend, he's an offensive analyst that just – they just hired at West Virginia. So I'm really taking an interest in West Virginia football and and I'm hoping for the best. I think they can do some good things. Yeah, we hope. We'll see here in a couple days. (laughs) It's uh, coming. Play play some – Play some golf and then go to the WU game. That's right. Let's yeah. set this up, boys. Pikewood National, like you said. I got. I'm. I'm want to hit that up. Yeah, it's. I got you. So sick. Oh yeah. yeah. My man, we're gonna turn this over here now to your boy JP. He's gonna ask you some questions. Right. This is the tapping segment on Chasing Berries, yep. presented by Bettinardi Golf. Check them out online at bettinardi.com. Get your putting honed in there, peeps. All right. Take it away. <clears throat> Would you rather pitch in a World Series Game 7 or play in a Super Bowl? Super Bowl, no question. No question. What is your pre-shot routine like, booty? (laughs) Dude, I I take zero time over the ball. I'm like, I do not want to have any thoughts because I'll talk myself out out of a good shot. So I'm like, get up. Just hit it. Uh, and my club's like this far behind the ball, and everybody's like, why you, why you ground your club like three inches behind the ball? I'm like, I don't know. I've been doing it forever. It, it, it's stupid. All right. Favorite on-course cigar? Oh, man. Um, that's a great question. I smoke a lot of my father's, a lot of Fuentes, a lot that's of good shit. Oliva, the, the, uh, the Siri V. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my buddy's got a his own cigar. I'm actually playing golf with him Friday in Atlanta. He sold one of his cigars to uh, the naming rights to Rocky uh, Patel, but it's a Prohibition cigar. And he owned the uh, the red phone booth, which was in Atlanta and now is yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, there's a couple of them. And uh, so he's my buddy. We won the member guest this year at Horseshoe That's Bend. Awesome. Me, and, me and Stan we. My buddy Brandon and I went to the Red Booth in uh, Atlanta. It's a cool spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last question. What are you chasing? Oh, I'm chasing an exit with one of my companies. Uh, Bula would be the the best one because his family, uh, me and my youngest brother, came together with his business. Um, I think Bula's got serious legs. It's a global potential play for us. We got great people involved, great investors. I mean, we have put this thing together over the last three or four years in concept. And so if I'm chasing anything, it's chasing an exit so that I can do a lot for a lot of people, my family, you know, play a lot of golf, have a lot of cigars, buy the best tequila. I think what I could do for a lot of people um, could be the most fun and rewarding thing that you could do in your life and do something for everybody else around you. I like it. Good I stuff, mean, man. I'm chasing shooting 65, too. <laughs> Always. Yeah, well, I think I, I've we, never done that. Think, I've, I've never shot 66. 67 is my best round, so I need to get I, – I, you know, this, these guys like DeChambeau shooting 58 is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's Jonathan territory. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I wish. Yeah. Make Josh, yeah. thank you so much, man, for coming on. Make sure you Thanks go check him out at Josh Booty Ten, the number ten, on Instagram. It's a good follow. Uh, and Booty, we'll be seeing you up here in Morgantown. Man, I can't wait. Good, I can't wait to see y'all. Thanks for having me, guys. It means a lot. Thanks for jumping on here, brother. Y'all have, have a great rest of the week. You too. Josh Booty, thank you so much for coming on, my man. That was a lot of fun. How about him being named what he thought athlete of the year in high school and Tiger Woods took it for him? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good stuff, um, man. You know, I like he, his business he, mindset. Yeah, he's got a good business mindset. Uh, he played at LSU. His brother won two national championships at USC. His nephew at Oklahoma. The, the whole Booty family is chasing birdies coming out of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on, Josh. It was awesome meeting you and talking to you, man. So, buddy, I don't know. Uh, you, I know, have been a huge proponent this summer at Nemecolon Resort in Farmington, Pennsylvania. You, you've emceed many events. You've helped orchestrate the summer concert series at Nemecolon. Chris Barron likes to throw you in the mix. You start talking on the mic. But for those people who haven't been to Nemecolon, you better get up there this year. The lodge is opening up this month in September. The golf is... Mystic Rock, the last couple of times I've played it, it's been incredible. Truthfully, it's been so good. They got it in such good good shape right now. So make sure you check out Nemecolon online at nemecolon.com. Book a fall stay. Uh, take your loved ones up there. You guys will have a blast. We promise you that. And that is just a little short drive away from the great city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. Super Bowl champs this year. Yeah. I mean, you're really on it with the uh, Super Bowl champs for... I mean, I don't see how they can lose. Well, I mean, I see a lot of reasons why. Um, but it's a good bet. I mean, if it hits, you're, you're a freaking genius. Um, mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I, I like to pick it to pick it. Pick it I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, buddy. And uh, I'll tell you what's going to be fun to watch tonight. You... Staring at Morgan Wallen uh, out there on the field. You're going to be like, hey, bud, I played golf with you. And uh, we're going to have a good time, though, bud. So why don't we wrap it up here? Let everybody else get going. Um, you guys out there listening today, we appreciate it very much. Always. Chasing underscore birdies. Like it. Listen. And then chasingbirdies.com for all the old episodes. And we have a new sick T-shirt in the works. So... Um, it will be coming out what next three weeks. Bash designed it, so it's automatically really good. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. But yeah, guys, enjoy your weekend. Happy Labor Day. Thank you to all those who have served this great country. We are proud to be Americans. We're proud to be here, and we are proud to be doing this show with y'all. So thanks again for your support, and thank you to Evo and Allie over at Simpler Media for putting this thing together. Rachel, London, Jacqueline, DiPaterio, thank you girls for helping us out on the reg. We hope y'all have a great weekend, and we will catch y'all in two.